Welcome to Highway to Health. I'm Jeremy Quinby. I'd like to start out here saying thank you to those of you who have been checking in on us from different parts of the country over the past couple of days. It is so nice to hear from you and to connect during these troubling times. I'm sure you've heard at this point about Derek Chauvin, the police officer in Minneapolis, killing George Floyd, an unarmed black man, which has led to days of protests, riots, and fires lighting up the night skies here in Minneapolis and across the country. My family and I are safe, but nursing heavy hearts for our city, for the family and friends of George Floyd, and for the entire black community across this country. This wound being opened over and over again feels today like it might never heal. It has certainly left a gaping hole in our hearts and in our city. As I've said recently on the podcast, I have no intention of infusing politics into the discourse here on Highway to Health. It has been a conscious choice since the inception of this podcast to view all subject matter here only through the lens of health. If I have trouble with a policy, with leadership, with an abuse of power, it is because I believe it diminishes the health and well-being of individuals or of all of us in some way collectively. While I cover healthcare here on the podcast, I've also had conversations with a broad spectrum of people from our communities, school counselors, restaurant owners, dancers, farmers, civil rights activists, writers, lawyers, filmmakers, and business leaders. Each of these individuals or organizations has been chosen because I believe we share a similar vision and I see the impact they are making to improve our experience together. I chose to focus on health beyond healthcare because I believe health is built on the strength of our relationships, a supportive community, and access to basic needs like food and clean water, access to quality healthcare and human services, and the protection of human rights. These past few months with COVID have highlighted yet again disparities in our support systems, and I believe that what we are witnessing through the events of this past week of protests are cries of desperation, both for those who have been denied support for far too long and from those who can no longer bear the sight of this suffering. I have treated trauma in individuals for most of my 22-year career. In the body, trauma often begins expressing itself as discomfort, sluggishness, stiffness, or immobility. Sufferers often sleep poorly, lack the ability to focus, and struggle with basic digestion. Then comes physical pain, emotional distress, frustration, anger, rage, and as the body becomes more depleted, continual dysfunction and disease follows. These expressions that we call symptoms often have invisible roots. What looks like a single traumatic incident is often a new branch in a complex system, one that may have developed in utero or during childhood years, and most likely is passed down through generations and epigenetics of families for centuries. In other words, we are part of an ecosystem. In an attempt to understand the experience of trauma, we often look to singular events that we can identify. The victims of trauma often learn to normalize these experiences as part of a coping mechanism. Unfortunately, these individuals also tend to suffer from compounding effects of stress from unsafe environments, which serve as constant triggers to the previous traumas. This triggers the same mechanism, causing the system to stay alert, to be on the lookout for new threats, bracing, monitoring, and preparing for the next attack. This constant output of energy both wears down the system and creates an emotional charge that becomes difficult to diffuse. What was first a response meant to protect us eventually begins to cripple us. This is what I know. This is what I've studied. And this is what I've been witness to. We are all suffering right now. We've all seen too much. Some of us more than others. 
Whether we have been directly impacted by loss, are struggling to understand the dynamics of these protests, or are questioning whether we can possibly heal as a society. I have treated newborns and children, as well as adults, and from the experience of treating from birth to last breath, I know that healing happens at every stage, and the sooner we get support, the more likely we are to thrive. It is my belief, as a person of science, that because we all exist in a universe of energetic beings, we are all eternally connected, and that it is impossible for any one of us to be well, to be truly healthy and thrive when any one of us is left unsupported. We can choose to live blindly to this, to this essential truth. However, if we do, if this is the choice that we make, then we can never fully live in peace. Having struggled with chronic pain myself, I also understand that pain, if we listen closely enough, communicates what it needs. And some pain is harder to bear, but it is always the first step in the healing process. I encourage you to look to the show notes for this episode for places to support George Floyd's family and to help communities seeking assistance with racial injustice. Thanks for listening and for all that you do. Be safe, be kind to one another, and take care of your planet. Be well, my friends.